Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock's head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with a new guest and somebody I'm sure will be back for more, Rachel Swanson. How are you doing, Rachel? Good. It's so good to be here. Yes, I love what you're doing on social media. I follow you. Uh, I reached out. Thank you so much for responding. You're right in the middle of a move and you still said yes to doing this. So, uh, Rachel, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I did have to reschedule a few times. I apologize about that. <laughs> okay, you were you were moving. I get it. Yeah. I've been there. So it's yeah. fun. Uh, I guess first episode, Rachel, let's, let's introduce you to my audience, right? Let's actually talk about Rachel 2020, then the mm -hmm. curveball of the pandemic, because you had to do a hard pivot. It turned out great. Uh, but let's kind of remind people what you were doing, what, you know, what was your, you know, yeah, just who was Rachel in 2020? And then, you know, where we're at now. Yeah. So uh, my journey actually began back in 2017. This is, you know, prior 2020. That's when I got into writing and speaking and uh, online coaching. And so I was a kind of children's author. My first book became a national bestseller, which was pretty crazy. Um, I know wow, it was that's pretty fun. First book. I mean, that's hard to live <laughs> up to, huh? Yeah. You know, it was more about the unique angle of the book than what I did with marketing. Trust me. I mean, the publisher was the one that way, you know, helped out with that one, but we had a unique idea and me and my illustrator. And so we launched it. And so anyways, we were, I started running hard with that, um, you know, having speaking engagements and, um, online coaching programs for aspiring authors. And so those are all doing really great in 2019 and then 2020 hit and it just, honestly, everything just hit the pavement. <laughs> so, um, you mean the country shuts down and it impacts speaking engagements? It what? Really, yeah, I know. Exactly. I know. And so that completely just derailed everything. Um, and then I was right in the middle of possibly getting another book contract and the publishers put everything on hold. And at that time, thankfully, I mean, so in 2019, my husband had quit his job. We were just, I was only my salary. I was the one supporting it, but thankfully just a few months before 2020 hit, and you know, the whole thing went crazy. Uh, right, my right. husband, yeah, my husband did get a job. He did go back to work for, okay. um, which was kind of a lifesaver. However, because of my income going completely kaput, um, and I didn't know when it was going to, you know, come back online, I sure. was looking for an alternative. And again, at that point, it was kind of cool how I feel like just God kind of worked things out, but, um, you know, we became accidental landlords actually. So okay. we were trying to sell our other house that the one that we were moving into, we were moving across town and we couldn't sell it. And it was weird because everything was selling, you know, like things dressed before it was just before 2020. It was like a few months before 2020 hit and, okay. uh, you know, the market was solid. And so finally we decided, you know, I went back to my lender and I said, how can we, you know, move forward and get this new right. next house? but still, can we keep this other house and rent it? And so sure enough, since we had so much equity in that one, we 
we put a HELOC on the existing house, pulled that, bought the new one. And then I was still able to rent um, okay. the other house and hold on to it. And with that, actually, it gave us an extra $1,500 a month instantly right then um, to be able to- So positive cash flow happened by accident. Yeah, it did. I know. I'm kind of one of those, like, you know, it, it kind of happened by this accident, but it was good. <laughs> but so, uh, what state are you, what state or city was this in? Sorry. This is in Idaho. Okay. Yeah. So Idaho. All right. So yeah. 2019, you're in Idaho. Got it. Yep. We were in Idaho. So we moved from California in 2018 and then we um, were in Idaho and then we were just doing a, another move. Yeah. yeah you were doing, you much. were a move up buyer, right? You were going from your first home, which you anchored into a bigger home kind of class. Yeah. You know, when we, we just kind of bought something like we, when we were moving, we weren't exactly sure what we wanted. So we just bought when one that looked like it was a decent home. It wasn't our forever home. You know, not that right. I, I don't really believe in that anymore. Every time I say it's a forever home, then we end up selling it. So anyways, um, but yeah, so we, we moved in this home. It was great, but then we wanted to move across town to this really beautiful one. And again, so it worked out just kind of accidental, but it was awesome. And so that kind of opened my eyes, first of all, to, um, the process of like, Hey, rental, you know, income is pretty nice. So, yeah. um, but yeah, before that, you know, with all the author stuff, it, it was kind of hard to leave that behind. But then once I moved into this and I started reading books and sure. I picked up your book, I picked up, Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, no, I was super excited. So I read about 40 books in the process of a few months and that's, it just opened my eyes and hit a light bulb in my head of like, Oh, there's an easier way to generate passive income, to have a more secure future. Because truthfully with, you know, the author and speaking and while, while that was good for a little bit, man, it's, it's not very recession-proof to be honest. Well, apparently so, not. <laughs> it, it's not. Well, at least it wasn't for me. I mean, I know yeah. with books and some authors, they can keep going and, and they do well, but um, that was not my situation. So, yeah. So uh, I, this is, this is just such a fun. So if people wanted to look up your first book, uh, what is the title? Let's give a shout out to that. Oh, sure. It's called Big and Little Coloring Devotional. And so you open it up and man, I, I would actually go find it right now, but, but I am in boxes moved. It's still. A, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like tucked away in our garage, you know, cause again, this is a rental house. We're actually renting right now. We're going to go into our new house in a few months. And so, nice. yeah, but it's, it's a big and little coloring devotional. It's just a, a fun little book. It's interactive with kids and adults and nice. you get together and color and go through devotionals together. You know what? Uh, we'll trade autographed books. Once you go find some, I'll, I'll send love you a couple it. of mine and you'll yes. autograph yours. So I'll we'll, do we'll do that. We'll do it off offline. We'll do that That'd offline. be great. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, uh, so you became an accidental landlord. Uh, this was 2000, late 2019, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So 2020 comes, the world shuts down in March, April, speaking engagements, book sales decline. You're, you're, you're trying to figure out, you see kind of grass, little shoots of goodness with this unit. You read 40 books. One of them is one rental at a time. Awesome. It was. Yeah. <laughs> then, it totally was. Then where do you go from there, right? You're, you're kind of, you, you have some proof, accidental in nature, but still proof. What, where does, what, what happens next? Yeah. Well, so that was the beginning of 2021. I convinced my husband, I, I went online on literally just read realtor, I think .com, one of those apps. And, yep. and I saw this house and, and truthfully, this is, I mean, it's not even a great house, but it was one of those. So back in 2006, when my husband and I first got married, um, we, like a year later, we rented this, we called it our haunted house that we rented because oh, that's it not was, good. That's I know, not good. I know. So it was this old craftsman style, 1920s, you know, yeah. two bedroom, one bath, like 1200 square foot. 
um, original windows, original, like you could see the cracks and everything, you know, dust came in all the time. Thankfully it wasn't, it wasn't Southern California. So it wasn't like you got like super cold or anything like that. But, um, this one was a fixer upper and we lived there for three and a half years and, you know, um, helped fix it up actually. Cause, and then actually by the end of it, it was super cute. And then of course our landlords wanted to sell it because it was, you know, we took good, such good care of it. So we helped do the landscaping and everything. They just like reimbursed us for the cost of materials. And we just put in a lot of our labor and, uh, and that one, so that one was so cute. And so this one popped up in Idaho and it looked exactly like that one. So I think there was some nostalgia, you know, yeah, like, like oh, been there, so done cute. that. Yeah. And it had potential. It actually probably was in better shape than our other one that we rented. And so we thought, man, this is so cute. And it's a great part of Idaho and town, you know, we could rent it. So sure enough, I convinced my husband we had just enough to put, you know, 20% down, you know, got a loan and instantly rented it. And, you know, it was just kind of a fun little, you know, kind of intro into that. And then I just started catapulting into it. And so that's when we bought our next property, which was the significant one. It's, it's a rooming house, um, yeah. which is like, so a tell nine people bedroom. what, a, yeah. What is a rooming house? Yeah. So a rooming house, I mean, the technical term is if you rent by the room and it's a legal, you know, rent by the room type of situation. So this property, um, it's, it was unique for that because so it was an assisted living home that was not being used. So 2020 hit, I think, you know, and it kind of yep. dampened on some of the, some of those as well. And yep. so this guy was struggling. He was also in his eighties and he decided, you know, I should probably retire when I start taking <laughs> care of people that are younger than me. So <laughs> uh, totally so, a good idea. <laughs> totally. Was. Yeah. So he, he was pretty funny, but um, so yeah, he also had bought the house next to it, which was a three bedroom, two bath. So with the sale, it was all parceled together. And oh, with nice. the sale, we knew when we bought it, we're like, we're basically getting this house for free on the side and we could easily parcel it off and sell it. And actually that's what we did later. But nice. so anyways, yeah. So we, we bought this, this, you know, broken down is this living home. We remodeled it within 30 days. My husband's pretty much the DIYer. He does a lot of that stuff. Um, I do the more, you know, technical operations kind of management stuff. And, um, we got it, you know, started to rent it. And, and, and again, you've had, there was also a term out there called co-living. And so it's mm. kind of like that as well. So basically okay. you have your own kind of individual rooms, kind of feels like a studio, and then you yep. have shared living spaces. So shared kitchen, living room, all that. And so you furnish those areas and then you can keep the rooms unfurnished if some people want to move in. However, we have since taken three of those rooms and converted them into like a short-term or mid-term rental for extra cash flow. And okay. so with all that, you know, there's a lot of little systems and weird things we had to figure out over the last year to make sure that this worked and had, you know, was seamless to moving yeah. forward. But um, yeah, it worked out really well. And the cash flow on that was just it's been amazing. So we got a loan. We did get a commercial loan initially. Yeah, I was gonna say commercial, um, yeah. yeah. And we were able to find it, that was a challenge, but we stuck with, you know, pushed it hard to show them that there's so much potential with it, but they, they did it. And then yeah. we went to sell off the house and we were going to refinance cause, um, yeah. it's a long story, but just didn't love that lender. And, um, but we couldn't. So the, the one part where we got stuck was when we went to appraise it. And uh. at that time they were, there was appraisals coming and we were trying to appraise it as residential because, mm. um, it was still, you know, as a rooming house, I guess it can go commercial or resident. It just depends. And so okay. at the time we were trying to do residential and got to the appraisal and it just wouldn't work. But anyways, long story short, it's just been a fantastic property as far as like building our equity. We're in the middle of selling it right now. And truthfully in the last year, if we, 
are able to sell it and reinvest that, you know, within one year we've gained like over $400,000. So. Well, that doesn't suck. No, it doesn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) So that was pretty fun. That's amazing. Uh, now, would, so do you actually go in and get a lot split approved with the city and then that, yeah. that thing? Yeah. So that is, you know, th- those were things again. So as a newbie investor, we jumped into something that was way over our head, but we, you know, the, th- the big cool part of this story is I just look back and I'm like, man, we've learned so much yeah. through this in one property that I feel like, man, we gained like 10 years of, of a lot of other investors and what they've done. So now we understand like, you know, permits and going to the city and, and, um, special use permits and understanding zoning and ordinances and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so getting surveys. Yeah. So we had to do all that and got to the very final end to where we got the approval and the certificate for rooming house, which was a huge deal because for a while they were threatening to shut us down. And, um, yeah. So once we got that figured out, we were able to find all the loopholes because there are some loopholes, um, of making sure that you can get that, you know, approval. And we did. And so we were pretty thankful because then it just made it, um, you know, a really solid property and, and, honestly, and increase the value of it so much more, which yeah. is why we're, we're looking to sell and reinvest that money that we made. Yeah. So let's, let's just, we'll do that. We'll do this at kind of ramp, wrap, wrapping up, excuse me, this episode that your plan from this is, is basically to sell it off, take the equity and then reposition it into a, what, a couple of residential properties or what are you, what are we looking at? doing? Yeah. So we're going to do a 1031 exchange, which again like is, um, a tax, you know, exempt type of way to save, uh, from mm-hmm. getting hit by taxes. So we're going to take that and you can do up to three properties. So, um, we're going to just take that and put it into three properties, which over time it's going to look even, it's going to do even better because you gain equity in three properties rather than just the one. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, and go into a better market. Idaho's gotten kind of hit hard. So we're, we're like running from that one. And, and since we just moved to Texas, we've seen a lot of, um, properties here that we would love to manage. And, and I do a lot of self-management anyways. Um, so Very I would cool. just rather do it right here. Yeah. Yeah. You'd rather do it in your backyard than a couple yeah. States away. Yeah. yeah right. It's That'd easier. Cool. Well, do me a favor. Where could somebody follow you, Rachel, if they want to follow your story? Cause I know I follow you and, and many others do as well, but how would they do that? Yeah. Instagram is my favorite place. So I'm Rachel C Swanson. Uh, on Instagram. So that's the best place to find me and message me and I'll be happy to talk to you guys about it. Awesome. Thank you so much.